Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I can't stop smiling because I'm very excited to have the one and only Sarah Guernsey, founder of Live Lively, friend of mine and pretty much a business partner now and yeah. inspiration on all fronts. Let's add that. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much for being here, Sarah. I think everyone knows there's a natural connection between the two of us at the moment, considering we've just um, launched and announced a uh, collaboration that we're doing together for a financial planner and spending log duo. So that is so exciting. And I really wanted to get Sarah on here today just to talk about herself and her business and hear a bit more about um, her story because uh, I felt that we really aligned when I approached Sarah to, to do this collaboration and I think it would be awesome for everyone else to hear a bit more about her and I think generally for someone at such a young age having the wisdom, the knowledge, the proactiveness, the drive that you have is pretty special and I think we can all take something away from from that. So um, hello Sarah, how are you? Hi, I'm very good, thank you. Good. That was quite an introduction. I should um I should pay you for that. <laughs> yeah. That was honestly off the top I of my head it too. No, <laughs> that's amazing. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for sending that through, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. You read it really well. <laughs> um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what Live Lively is and what you're doing right now? Yeah. So, if we haven't met before, um, I started Live Lively as a wellness blog back in 2018. And I actually started doing it with my mum when we began a new gluten dairy-free diet and we just wanted to provide a platform to share really healthy recipes and just to start discussions about, you know, mental wellness and and productivity, which is something I'm really passionate about. And then when lockdown came, I thought, you know, this is something I really enjoy. And so I wanted to turn it into a business. So I've been designing stationary products since I was really young. I've always been a bit of a stationary addict, a bit of a control freak. And as Sarah and I have discovered today, a classic type A personality. (laughs) We love that. Yeah, yeah, definitely tick all those boxes. So it was just a natural kind of occurrence to then create stationary products that turned all the discussions I'd previously been having around, you know, mental well-being and productivity into into something that was a tangible product. Um, So post-lockdown, launched my business in July and it's just been crazy ever since. It's been mm. a really natural progression of just creating products that I love um, and putting stuff out there that I've always wanted to, but finally having the guts to and the platform as well to just um, to just share it with people. So, yeah, it's been quite a wild ride, and I'm very grateful to be working with Sarah as well, like leading to to really amazing other people on who are doing really good things, especially post lockdown. I think you know you understand too, is it? something about the last few years that has taught us that we can go out and do that kind of thing and we can run our own businesses from a young age. So just being able to put that to life has been has been a really good experience. Yeah, absolutely. And like Sarah was saying, you know, it's been a wild ride since starting, but I just want to reiterate the growth that you've had because it's, it's seriously insane and should be commended. I mean, you started the the business in July, you were saying? Yes, Hasn't July. even been, or it has been six months, right? Yeah, I think just, just, yeah, just, just hitting six months and you know you've built this huge well 
in my eyes, pretty big, small <laughs> business, you know, like you've built it up to be something quite large considering you've only just hit six months. So we're sitting in the room where it all happens now <laughs> and I'm just looking around at all the products and all the packaging and it's really um, inspiring. It honestly is. It's so cool. So I think firstly, we just need to say congratulations oh, to you because you. what you've you achieved so is insane. And how old are you? 20 20 years old <laughs> and there's young naive <laughs> yeah <laughs> not at all there's no um right age or time limit to do any of these things in life but to achieve what you've achieved uh this young it's seriously something to look up to that's for sure oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> so um the cool thing about live lively is that it's so authentic to you and it being stationary, it being organization-based and control-based is very aligned <laughs> with who you are. And all, everything you do is so authentic. And I think that's why I really like the brand and like what you do and uh, feel like I wanted to do this collaboration. Um, and so sticking to, I guess, your authenticity and what you bring to your brand and who you are in general, would you say you have like a why and would that tie into the business at all? Yeah, I think it's this is obviously a question I've thought a lot about and have also dreaded in many ways because you want to have a good answer to it. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, it's really simple for me and it's because, like, literally, what if we don't have tomorrow? Um, I recently went through a bit of an experience with getting some tests done and there were some abnormalities that we needed to look into. And, you know, it's nothing to be of concern of now, but the doctors were saying, you know, I think we should be testing you for some sort of cancer. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, like this is some sort of conclusion that, you know, Dr. Google is going to lead you to, not the doctor sitting in front of you. So I got some tests done and and for a long time I was thinking, what if this comes back and what if I get the call tomorrow and, and I literally have like one year left? Like there are going to be so many different things that I would change. Like I want to live my life so differently. And so I think it it clicked to me like, why am, why am I not doing those things now? Um, why do I have to wait until I get some sort of terminal diagnosis to get mm. my shit together and just live the life I want to live? So I think that really secured in my mind what my why is. And then that's, you know, because what if one day we get that call? Um, what if we don't get that tomorrow? What if we don't even get the privilege of, of having notice about when our end date is? So making sure that everything I do and everything I pursue with business or personal life is is going through, for me, it's three things. Is it meaningful? Does it make the impact I want it to make? Or does it just bring me joy? And um, I think that's my, I think that that's my answer is, is that it has to be something that if I only had one year left that I would be, it wouldn't feel like a waste of time. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, that's what my answer would be to that, which is, it's, yeah, it's it hard to revive it, answer. revise it into something something like that but I think that's where I'm at <laughs> yeah and I think although I think that's quite a unique situation in the sense that not all of us are faced with um potential cancer diagnosis oh, it's, type yeah. fear drastic I'm so dramatic <laughs> no but like you know to be told that by a doctor who's a health professional who knows what they're talking about it's obviously extremely scary and when you're confronted with that even if like the threat isn't necessarily real and happening in that current moment it's the threat of it that scares you and you really do start to think, not that I've been through this, but I can imagine that you would start to think to the future and just think, oh, you know, on reflection, had I have known that, just like with anything, you always look back with hindsight, had I have known that maybe I would have done things differently and I think that we can all relate to getting to a point where you do look back at things in hindsight and think, mm, I wish I had have changed that. Yeah, it's fascinating how that perspective can really change how you view everything you put your energy into. I think 
thinking that we have 80 years to live our life or how many the average lifespan is is very naive of us you know Mm. um so if we can if we can put even our deadline on ourselves and say you know if this I if I did have one year what would I do with it Mm. and making sure that you know I'm not saying quit your job spend all your money and like go work in an orphanage but I'm just meaning what you know it helps you prioritize right and so making sure that you're ticking off some of those priorities now is, I think, I think is the best way you can go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so would you say that, I guess, starting the business that was a part of that and just wanting to take risks and wanting to, to do a bit, I, I guess, more with your everyday than you may have previously been doing or just exploring your creativity a little bit more? Absolutely. I've always been very kind of business driven. I've always wanted to work for myself. I'm yeah, I've, as I've established recently, quite a control freak. So um, <laughs> have always wanted to be very much in charge of my own destiny. And so I think pursuing a business, especially very early on in my life, was something that I really wanted to do because it just felt like such such a natural goal for me. Um, and it really aligned with where my passions were and the opportunity just came in, in the form of COVID. But for whatever it is, I think it's really important just to, once you know that about yourself, once you have that really natural alignment is just to take it to action yeah um so yeah it definitely has been a very natural progression of where my passions already lied mm. or where they already lay so it's um yeah it's it's been it's been very natural yeah it's those action steps that are important eh? because so many people talk about we talk about personal development and professional development and there's so much upskilling and investing in yourself that you can do but there always comes a point where you just need to take action and actually start doing some of those things that lead you to a place that you want to be and I think it's the how that gets a lot of people stuck and so they just continue to learn and learn and learn but sometimes you've actually just got to get stuck in and do it yeah they can be the goals like that can be so overwhelming if you don't break them down like yeah. the, starting a business that's a massive goal but you know setting money aside each month to eventually turn into a business is a way you can like break it down or or just finding what kind of product you like or what you would want to create like just ways to make it a lot more well, a lot less overwhelming um yeah yeah for sure and so in the short time that you've been in business so far I'm sure you've already learned so much and will have so much to learn but what what would you say would be the main lesson that you've learned so far from this whole journey yeah it's really hard to see just one and I think there's probably so many that I've learned but have brushed over mm. um I think for me a lot of it has actually been around finances and actually recognizing that when you want to pursue your passions whether it's business or whatever that having your finances in order is a really key component of that Mm. so I'm lucky enough to be studying business while also running a business so a lot of what I'm learning when it comes to financial planning and making sure things are feasible I'm putting into action straight away so that's what you want yeah Yeah. so I'm really lucky that it also helps me absorb my learning so much better because I'm I'm using it straight away and so Um, but finances is something that I stumbled on for a while. I'm lucky to have a dad who's very financially savvy, practically an accountant without the qualification, to be honest. So getting structure around finances was something I needed to do early on. Otherwise I would just fall, fall into the trap of too big to handle. So, um, so yeah, getting, getting an understanding of cash flow and, Mm. and, you know, understanding, you know, stock and stock and inventory are expensive. So what's realistic, what's reasonable, what do your consumers love, not just what do you love? Um, so how can you align your investments and with what your consumers want to see? So yeah, just kind of letting your ego down and, and being realistic about 
what you can be financially capable of and putting that into action. Totally. And did you have any mental blocks before you started that process? Like how did you sort of get from this would be a cool idea to I'm doing it? To be honest, it sounds terrible, but it was literally a six week process. Mm. So it was very, I think I'd fought a lot of my nat- my mental blocks prior to just putting pen to paper and actually getting my shit together. So I think um, a lot of it was fear-based. A lot of it was, oh, I don't know if I'm capable of this. Um, and also, you know, do I have the resources around me to do this at such a young age? But I think studying business reminded me like, you know, there are actually a lot of things here that I can do for myself. So being able to put that into action straight away didn't didn't feel like a, a big difficulty for me. Mm. Um, That's good. So yeah. it's achievable for other people. Absolutely. It's definitely achievable. And I would encourage, and I'd love to encourage more people to go into business because it is, you learn so much about yourself specifically um, working in business. So great opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And I think to a certain extent, you need to have, there are like certain personality traits that you need to have to make it work would you say like what would you say is a part of your personality that has contributed to your success so far and actually like making it work yeah I'm I'm naturally a very curious person I love learning new things I love finding ways to do things better and so in business it's always been about you know how can I make this product quality better how can Mm. I because I am I'm also naturally very much a perfectionist so which is a blessing and a curse in, in the same vein so I think for me, it's figuring out how can I take my my strengths, which are you know, you know, very detail orientated, very um, organized, very driven, and how can I actually pursue this in my business and make this something that's a real point of value for me. Mm. Um, I think also there's a lot of things that can be negative about your personality that you're going to bring into business as well. So I get you know, being a perfectionist means that you do sometimes hold yourself back if something isn't perfect. So also learning to be okay with, you know, as, as I think we've talked as well about, you know, done is sometimes better than perfect. So yeah, you bring both the good and the bad into your, into business from your personality. So just kind of making sure you're using your strengths well and recognizing your weaknesses as learning, learning curves. Totally. And then I, I guess when you work with other people, it's allowing your strengths and weaknesses to combine to make a good combination. And I guess having that diversity um between different types of people as well like I'm just thinking to the collaboration we did kind of an interview this morning um which will I'm sure we'll be sharing it on our Instagrams at some point uh, for a creative series but we were sort of talking about how we worked together and if it was hard and what challenges came up and I think for us it was a pretty seamless process um and it's interesting because you'd think a perfectionist versus me who's not as much of a perfectionist maybe it wouldn't work because you know you want everything done a certain way or whatever and I'm maybe want everything done another way but that's actually not how it was at all all. and I think if anything it makes you make me um realize that there can be something better than this whereas I would have just settled for something less potentially when I could have fought for more like with the stickers for example maybe I would have at first just been like ah it is what it is but you're like no I've gone back to him I said this isn't good enough kind of thing and then that's helped to make the product even better but then with other things that maybe were stressful then I'll say it's fine like we'll just get it we'll put it out there it'll be fine and it always is fine so I think there's like different strengths and weaknesses that when you collaborate and work in a team that's what you bring to it and when you work for yourself for so long it can be hard to see that but then also being able to understand yourself is such an important part of 
being in business and doing it well, I think. And being a good collaborator. Like I think it's only because I know what my strengths are that I can look at you and think, wow, she's really good at this. And like you very much did point out ways that I could be, that what a lot of opportunities for me to learn from you and that, you know, I remember one time I was doing stories and I was like, I'm not explaining this financial plan out very well. (laughs) And I saw you just, you literally just went on there and you just did it and you like, you didn't care about the lighting. And I was just like, shit, like that's how to do it. You know, let's just go and, and just be yourself and have that authenticity because, you know, I think as a perfectionist, it's very easy to like overly edit yourself and then you're not relatable. So I think so it was true. a real quality of yours that I that I admired through this whole collaboration process was, and I wanted to kind of absorb as much as of that as I could, because I, I I really I really did admire that of you, and and you picked yeah you picked that a lot of that up from from collaborating and networking and yeah yeah likewise I feel like I've learned so much from from you as well, which is awesome. I think that's what collaboration is all about. Um, and so like on the topic of knowing your strengths, and I think knowing yourself is a, a big thing that both of us are quite I don't know if passionate is the right word but definitely we're both quite self-aware I would say and so what do you do in your spare time to upskill or practice self-development I'm like a podcast addict Mm -hmm. like I literally listen to so many um so and I take a lot of notes from whatever I do to upskill myself so whether that's podcasts or just reading books I'm always you know I'm like a post-it note queen um with reading so Oh, can you explain your process? And we're going to get into some book <laughs> recommendations soon, but I want you to tell the listeners your process of what happens when you read a book. Yeah, I make I make it sound so stressful and like homework. <laughs> but honestly, I, I go through and anything in the book that I I really recognize as like, that's such a good quality or like I, I see good learning points or whatever it is, I'll go through and I post-it note them. And because a lot of my books are library books, I can't draw all over them and Actually, I don't know if I would enjoy that as a perfectionist, but <laughs> I post-it note the shit out of my books. And then once I've read them, I go back through at the end and I go through and I take notes from everything that I've post-it noted. And I have notes on my phone that are like scrolls and scrolls and scrolls and scrolls of just book notes of anything I found interesting, anything that like a line that I found interesting um, or a theory or anything and I go back through and I, I create value out of it with captions um, or I'm or I'm kind of wanting to include it in one of my products or whatever it is. So I'm, I'm always trying to take that information that I learn from, you know, podcasts or books and apply it straight away. Mm. So that because that's when you learn it. Right. Yeah. That's when you make it relevant. That's when you make it relevant and that's when it works. And so, um, yeah, that's my that's my process. It's very detailed. It takes me a long time. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend it. <laughs> yeah. I think if you can do it, it's so awesome because I've I've I uh, I've done that on a few books, and every time I do, I always um, resonate with the book so much more and feel like I'm pulling things from it a lot more often than I would be with other books. Like I'll find myself in a conversation, oh, I read this book and it had this you know point in it that's relevant to the conversation or whatever. So I think it makes it in real time. You take on that information. Yeah, and then as soon as you're rereading it to then write notes about it, you're mm. it's just like you're ingraining it in yourself once again and it is just, yeah, it's really addictive. Once you start doing it, you realize how much more you get out of each book yeah. and you won't stop. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's a spiral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So books and podcasts would be your two things. Yeah, and I've also, I got Masterclass subscription for oh, Christmas. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. So how have you been finding that? I love it. I really love it. So 
we've watched like Gordon Ramsay on there. We've watched, I've watched um, Sarah Blakely from, you know. And is it like TV shows kind of style? Basically. Or is it, yeah. yeah okay. It's like, it's like episodes. I think they're like 10 to 17 minute long kind of episodes. Mm. And it comes with like a 45 page PDF like notebook with wow. all of their notes and stories and advice. It's amazing. Wow. It's amazing value. Um, so I've loved that. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And um, because you are quite a structured and organized person, I think that's something a lot of us can learn from because I have a lot of people messaging me saying they, you know, trying to structure their life or organize their goals and they don't know how to do that. So I think we can really learn from you on this one. What would you say keeps you productive and efficient? I'm, if you haven't realized already, if you don't have my products, I am like a list addict. So if I can write it down anywhere, I will. So I'm a big fan of like brain dumping, um, of literally just writing down everything that's in my head. It's quite a stress relieving thing as well. Um, I also have very strong routines and I'm like super reflective of those routines. So I'm always looking to change them or improve them and kind of yeah, be really malleable when it comes I think that's to my really routines. Important. Like yeah. being able to review. If it doesn't work, yeah, change it. Come back to it, review it, change it. Because so many people will just stick to the same thing. It's not working, but it's all that they know. So it's the easy, comfortable route. And yeah. that could relate to so many aspects of your life. So true. And I think, especially because I'm a big fan of like habits and things. And so if you can, if you've got a bad habit and you're, and you're just in the routine of it, like you have the power to change those things. So I think being really, um, being really recognizing of the routines that you already have in your life and improving them in ways you want is yeah I think that's a big a big tip um I'm also a big fan of like setting time aside specifically for planning and organizing mm. if, I, if I try to do it throughout the day I'm, I'm lost and brazzled so mm. Sunday at the end of the week um is always a really good time for me to like reflect set myself up for the next week um, I also like to do it, you know, plan my day out the night before all that kind of basic stuff you hear all the time, but like it yeah. really does work. Um, so definitely recommend if you're trying to get back on, on board with your organization and productivity, it, um, it makes a massive difference if you get in the routine of it. Yeah, for sure. And coming back to the book chat, I want to hear some of your book recommendations. What are some of the best books you've read that you could pass on to us? I take this very seriously. <laughs> if someone asks me for a book recommendation, I am like, you have full faith yeah. in me. So I have three. Okay. Um, they've all changed That's my life quite, in different um, ways. That's quite a conservative amount. I had, to, I had to scale myself back. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've got three. Three books that changed my life. First one is Do Less. It's by Kate Northrup. If you haven't read it, every woman needs to read this book, especially if you're a mum, I think. Um, it is a fantastic book about, well, it does talk about like masculine feminine energies, but it also talks a lot about how you don't have to find your value in what you produce, mm. um, which I needed to hear. <laughs> so fantastic book. Honestly, you should have seen the amount of post-it notes that came out of that thing. It was insane. So produce in in the sense of like work and... Yeah, right, yeah, okay. work... Um, yeah, just not finding your values and and what you're producing. It's right. quite a um, kind of industrial revolution way of thinking is yeah. that we are what we produce. So kind of detaching our identity from from the products we create or from the businesses we run and, and actually saying you're, you're a person as a whole mm. no matter what you do during the day. So and finding your value in yourself as well before you put yourself to work your whole life, you know. Mm. So fantastic book. Um, really recommend anyone to the, to read it. Um, second one is Outliers. It talks. Have you read it before? No. You would love it. You would really, really love it. Yeah, you would. It's 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 quite research based, but it's all about like what makes successful people different. 
Oh, I would like this. You oh, would. is this does it go into like the brain? Um or does it go more into it's like behavior? More about, yeah, a, yeah a behavior, so environmental differences, um, okay, yeah, where no, they come I would from. Really like that. You would love it. It's fantastic. Mm. Definitely read it. Um yeah, that one's a really good one. And it, it is if you kind of want research backed stuff, that's a great one. It's not just kind of opinions, it's mm. very, very well thought out, very well written. Love that. And the first and the final one is actually um it's about perfectionism. I needed to read it. (laughs) I'm sure there's a few of us out there that will read this. (laughs) Yeah. It's called The Perfection. It's called The Perfection Detox. And it was literally life changing. It was like, I learned more from that book about myself than anything I think I've ever read. It teaches you about the types of perfectionists and how, as a perfectionist, you can be really detrimental on the relationships you have because you expect perfection not only from yourself, but the people around you, the people Mm. you date you know, your family, everything you produce. Um, Do you that find that to be true as a perfectionist? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's really yeah. interesting. And it was funny. It was the kind of book where I was in bed and I was like, if I read this to my mum, she would be like, that's you. <laughs> um, I read a lot to my boyfriend and he was like, holy shit, you finally got your shit together and know what to change. Um, so Finally um, self-aware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Book. Like He was so grateful I read it. So if you're, if you're anything like me and, and a very kind of – yeah, perfectionism driven. I definitely recommend it. It's a wake mm. up call. Like it hurts to read it, but it's good. You need it. Would you say it would relate also? And because this is another thing I feel people often talk about when they message me is being like a high achiever. So someone who's um, oh, yeah, yeah, like totally. always striving to. I don't know. You know those people in school like they would always be working really hard and would be the high achievers. But then when they come out of school and they find that they're not, um, I guess like achieving as many milestones or awards as they might have been it's quite hard to deal with that yeah I think detaching yourself from or I mean it's something that Dooless also talks about but detaching yourself from what you create and realizing Mm. that if it's not perfect that doesn't reflect on you you know it's you know you're not what you are you're not what you produce I mean and so yeah fantastic book really good high achievers perfectionist anyone who feels like they anyone who feels like they get their value out of you know, their grades or anything they, anything they create, I think could definitely do with a read. Yeah. It's it's very good. That's awesome. And so I really want to talk about our collab and a bit more about, um, the story behind it, but I actually, before we do that, I really wanted to ask you, what's the plan for Live Lively this year? If you can let us in on what the overall gist of 2021 is going to look like for Live Lively, what would you say? I think for the business, it's a lot about... And for Sarah, sorry, for you personally as well. (laughs) Well, from a business perspective, it's about, you know, it's, I'm always looking to improve my quality. Mm. Um, I've just started with a new supplier. So just kind of looking at what, yeah, how I can push the limits on the, the type of products we create. Um, I think I also had a bit of a kick up the ass that I need to be developing a lot more products. I need to get ahead of myself um, with what I'm creating. So, yeah, I just want to really hustle down and get creative with what I'm making and making sure that they're just the best products ever. Mm. So I'm, I'm working on something now that I've, I told you about earlier, but I can't tell anyone else about I'm sorry. Exciting. But it's it's <laughs> going to be amazing. So um, just, I think just setting that time aside to be creative and just, and just really um, create products that are really true to what I would want to use mm. and also what people always message me about. So, yeah. yeah. And then I think personally – this is quite a year of, of, of mental well-being and kind of self-development and reflection. I think 
Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be taking a lot more time to just ask myself, what do I feel like doing today? Mm. And and running with that, not just thinking about it, but running with it. And I think that that'll be awfully freeing. Yes, <laughs> I think so too. I think, um, well, I can kind of relate to that in the sense that I've had a lot of free time over the last few months after quitting my job. And I can tell you, you learn a lot about yourself when you've got the time to actually think about what it is you want, um, rather than just be running on the stress of the everyday grind and hustle you know yeah so true and I think I'm definitely someone who needs who has lacked previously but needs to set more boundaries around the division of work and life Mm. and also incorporate incorporating more times for creativity and just play I know we talk about a lot when we're kids but I think play as adults is really important and having that space to let creative ideas come in and I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing more of that throughout yeah. the year hopefully yeah <laughs> definitely that is so exciting um so yeah let's move forward to chatting about the collaboration I know you've probably heard about it on Instagram but hey if you haven't here's the story in real time a bit of a chat about it um so I guess I'll, I'll leave it up to you maybe Sarah to sort of chat to us about what is it and why have we created it yeah buy our products yeah <laughs> yeah we made main message cool um, <laughs> yeah. just subtle plugs yeah. um no, but seriously, we created some pretty cool products and we're really proud of them. It's a it's a duo of a financial planner and a spending log. And the whole idea behind it is financial freedom. Um, I think it's something we always we all want, but I think breaking it down into, as you say, said before, that how is is really the goal for these products. So we created one which is mainly for budgeting. So that's our financial planner and it breaks down all of your expenses, your income you know, encourages you to set saving goals. Yeah. So the goal of the financial planner is to, is to create a monthly budget, which you can then track throughout the month using our spending log. So they're very interlinking products. Um, Mm. So you literally just, it does all the work for you. You put in your income, you put in your expenses, fixed variable, um, and you come out with your discretionary income, which is basically your income minus your your essential expenses, isn't it? Not yes. just your random spending, right? Yeah, so we've broken it up into fixed and variable. So fixed, an example of a fixed cost would be, say you pay car insurance monthly, um, that's always going to be the same amount. Um, and then a variable expense might be groceries. You have to buy those probably more often than every month but um, you know, you'll have a monthly budget for that but often that'll, that'll change. But it's not also, so the variable expenses, yes they change but it's not things like um, I went to Rainbow's End this week. Like, you might have an entertainment budget, but that those are the sort of things that you'd be putting in your spending log and, and logging um, down as having spent that. Is that a want or a need? And then going forward with that process, so it really um, allows you to break down exactly what those expenses are into categories, so you can see so clearly: is this something that I need to keep, and if so. Is it sitting at the right price? Can I reduce it or can does it need to be increased or whatever? It, it helps you to really set out your personal financial situation, which is exactly the thing I always talk about that you need to do to understand what is going to work best for you. Yeah, love that. And um, and the other side is all about kind of goal setting. Something I love, I'm really passionate about. And so we really help you just break down what goals are really important to you, how much you have to save to them and how can you contribute to them frequently so that you get in the habit of of not only having financial goals but actually accomplishing them because I think it's one mm. thing to be like, I want to save 10 grand this year and another to actually sit down and do it. There's a few things 
within there's a few values that I feel like this collaboration encompasses and it would be relevance relatability simplicity um reflection yeah reflection yeah. like there's just so many things inconsistency yeah being able to uh stick to something especially a budget and especially organizing your finances is key to the success of it I mean consistency is key to achieving pretty much anything but specifically with your money if you're not consistent you're always going to fall off the wagon and it's going to be quite hard to get back on again yeah so true and I think I think what these products really help you with and they help you tap into those habits mm. you know the ones you already have that may be bad like the coffee that you get when you go out even though you have a beautiful coffee machine at home like mm. you know just stuff like that 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 you really can change um but also as I, as you talk about um on your on your platforms uh you know what things are important to you that others might see as unnecessary purchases totally yeah what is that for you and how can you prioritize that yeah, you must be able to um, prioritize what's important to you so that you, I always compare it. So I always compare when you uh, come off your budget to binge eating or something like that. So when you um, have like diet culture, so you've been on a diet for so long and then you come off it and you're like, right, I'm going to eat as much as I can over the weekend and then I'm going to jump back on a diet on Monday. Obviously that's a completely unhealthy and toxic way to live um, especially when it comes to your food and the same thing happens when it comes to your money you'll be so good for a couple of weeks you'll be minimal spending suddenly you feel like your life has no excitement in it because you've done nothing you've spent all this time inside and we already spent enough time doing that last year and you haven't done anything for you so suddenly you're like fuck it I'm just gonna spend I deserve this yeah I deserve it I've been so good whereas and then you spend way out of your budget whereas if you had actually planned for it you could have done that without falling into that binge spending mentality and you would have just been consistently happy the whole time rather than it's kind about of waiting making for them work for you right mm. like if there's something in particular that you're wanting like you can get it you just need to set the goal for it exactly you just need to work towards it yeah um and it, it'll make you appreciate it so much more than if you just bought it on a whim yeah yeah you can absolutely uh get it that is for sure and so what do you think like in your words what would you say that these pads are helping people to achieve what will it help them with I think for me personally, it was all about making your goals realistic, mm. breaking them down to something that's attainable, something that you are in the habit of in the habit of contributing to frequently, and also just inspiring you to get real about where you are with your finances. And and actually, it's quite empowering knowing that you have your shit together financially. Like I think, especially as, sure. a, as a as a young woman. Um, that's something I always wanted and I think it's it's quite empowering to know like you know I can't afford this or I can't afford this or I'm, I'm working towards this and so I think it is it is about it is relatable you know they're not scary we're not trying to make finances boring we don't want to make anything overwhelming and that this planner will help kind of meet you where you're at and then help you show you what you can achieve yeah I'm a big believer in um, making it's kind of like when you buy new activewear, it motivates you to work out. And I feel like this sort of product being um, aesthetically pleasing and pretty and simple is really important to you actually being consistent with that whole financial journey. Yeah, I think especially with something like the spending log is, is one of the one of the best things about it is that you actually have to go through and reflect on every purchase you made, mm. which, which scares some people. But it is it's so vital to like, actually getting a grasp on what you're spending your money on and then it empowers you to get your shit together and identify all the things that you've listed on that pad as being a want rather than a need yeah and you ask yourself you know is this something I actually is this a firstly is this something I actually wanted and you know and if it is a want okay 
fine, let's prioritize it. But if it's not, how can we get rid of it? And so how can true. I change that habit? Because I think there are so many things that you can go out and buy, um, like new clothes for the weekend or you're going out or going somewhere when, yeah, you wanted it, but it's not really a, it's a, not really a want for your general life. It's more of a pressure thing. And then, I mean, that gets into a deeper conversation around money mindset and um, spending money on things because of societal pressures and that kind of thing. But it really helps you to identify that, yes, confronting, but also completely achievable and doable. Something so easy to do, you're literally filling in boxes. And they also provide you with the calculations um, the equations so that you're not doing any real thinking um, it's mostly just putting things in and then getting to an end result and letting that end result help you to achieve your money goals financial yeah. goals we've taken all the work out of it for you so it's literally a process of inputting and outputting and that's it mm. um, every step in between is, is all handled and we've made it really simple I'm really proud of how it was really a key focus for us actually was yeah. how are people going to understand how to use this just at first glance yeah yeah, definitely. Um, I think that ties a lot into like the purpose behind it was mm. to make it easy. And a lot of the content I put out there, the, I mean, the whole point of the One Up project is to be relatable, relevant, and easy to understand. And that is exactly what this product encompasses, I feel, which just makes me so happy because it can seem so difficult and so intimidating, but it really doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really well put and it feels, I think a big goal for me as well was that it was a really natural extension of you and, and everything you talk about on this podcast and I feel like we really did achieve that. Like mm. it does feel like something that is very Sarah and not me, but you. Like it is very... Sarah times two. Yeah, Sarah squared. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, 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 it does feel very naturally aligned with everything you're about and I'm, I'm really pleased that that's how it's ended up because mm. that's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. Super authentic. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Sierra. So appreciate your time. Um, do you have any final words to people out there who either want to take a risk and start a business or just trying to learn a bit more about themselves? What would you say? I'd say firstly, don't overthink it. I think if you're thinking about doing something, it's like they say with breakups, like if you feel like you shouldn't be in that relationship, you shouldn't be in it. If you mm. feel like you shouldn't be in that job, you shouldn't be in it. Like the, the answers are Amen. already there. <laughs> the answers are there. So just, I think just trust your gut. Yeah. And just if you've got an if you've got an itch for something, just at least give yourself the opportunity to research it, right? And then and then don't be afraid to just jump in a whole hog. Mm. Fuck it. Yeah. I love <laughs> Go that. Go for it. Like take risks, be curious. Yeah. yeah. Scratch that itch. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. And and you won't regret it. And it's something you said to me earlier, like you're not gonna regret yeah, you're not gonna regret um and just going for it, but you're gonna regret if you just stood there and just exactly right. stood still with it. So yeah. I think yeah, anything you can do to extend your comfort zone is, is always going to be something you're going to get value out of. So yeah. don't forget that. And just to reiterate to the listeners that I'm pretty sure at least the last five business owners we've had on have said exactly that. Just do it. Just get Damn, out there Damn, I'm and predictable. Do it. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's the advice That's why that it's is so important. The, yeah, it's yeah. obviously true, but so many people don't want to go for it there's a lot of fear around it mm. but if you can work out some way to to make it work and to do it then you've got to go for it right so i love that thank you so much sarah no worries it's been such a pleasure disclaimer time so the one up project is an educational platform providing information that is general in nature and has no intention of being financial advice there may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice 
Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information provided within the podcast at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any financial decisions based on the information within this resource. I'm not a qualified, registered or authorised financial advisor and if you require legal, financial or other expert advice, you should seek assistance from a professional advisor. Thanks guys. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.